We're reading from Luke 6, 17 through 26. He came, he came down with them and he stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyrene and Sidon. They had come to hear him, and they came to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. He looked up at his disciples, and he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you revile you, and defame you because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, leap for joy, for surely your reward will be great in heaven. For that is what the ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you will receive your consultation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep Woe for you who all who speak ill, and for that what your ancestors did to the false prophets. This has been the reading of the Lord. So we pick up Luke's telling of Jesus' ministry here. We've been, been looking at these few chapters. They're all kind of tightly woven together. We looked at several parts of chapter 5 in Luke. And now we've moved on to chapter 6, and, and all of chapter 6 is, is quite challenging in uh, some of its ways, and n- no more so than this section we hear today, which probably sounds a little familiar, and yet we're, we tend to be more used to or make more reference to Matthew's version of this same story, which Matthew calls the Sermon on the Mount, where we call it that, because Matthew goes up onto a high place and adds a lot more to the story than this. Incidentally, this is kind of an aside thing, but um, uh, this this story, of, which we call the Beatitudes, uh, which we have a version in Matthew and we have a version in Luke, probably came from uh, a source that we no longer have anymore, which uh, the Germans called Quella, the German scholars, which means source, and so we call it Q. Uh, the, it's, it's pretty much generally accepted that Mark was the first gospel written, and then there was this other collection of sayings, which we call Q, that we don't have anymore, but it's... But it is, uh, it is preserved in Matthew and Luke, who didn't know each other, who, whose communities did not intermingle, and yet there are some parts of it that they share in common that, were, that didn't come from Mark, so they must have come from somewhere else. So we, we call that Q. It's a, probably a collective collection of sayings, or it might have been a whole other 
gospel itself that they are doing. But at any rate, what I mean by that, the reason I bring that up is because, so Matthew is taking this story and he puts his own spin on it. And we all know, so Matthew says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And blessed, he, he seems a little uncomfortable with dealing with issues of poverty and hunger because he says blessed are those who are poor in spirit and he says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness so matthew uncomfortable with confronting the the disparity between the poor and the rich is spiritualizing this sermon that comes to us uh, through this other source we call q luke on the other hand seems to have an agenda. If you've been listening for the last few weeks, it is probably becoming obvious that Luke cares for the poor. Luke really wants us to understand that Jesus has a place in his heart for the disenfranchised, for the poor, for those who are left out and pushed to the margins and those who are sick and ill, and all of those things. Uh, it's something that the liberationist theo- theologian Gustavo Gutierrez calls God's preferential option for the poor. That is, that there's a special place in the good news of the gospel for those who are left out. And Luke makes that abundantly clear in in the story we hear today of Jesus, who, unlike in Matthew's telling, does not stand up on a high place. The reason Matthew does that is because he, he's emulating the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, when you're proclaiming things from God, you go up to a mountain, like the Ten Commandments, like Moses and the Ten Commandments. They came from, you know, Moses came down from the mountain. You, you always declare important things from a mountain. That's in Matthew's view. Luke, on the other hand, He comes down off the mountain where he had been in in prayer with his disciples and comes down to a a flat place where everyone is on the same level. Luke seems to go out of his way to say Jesus is on level with everybody. So he's on this flat place, level with everybody. I think he's also trying to say Jesus comes and gathers everyone all on the same level, in the same space. No one's higher than another. And comes down there to proclaim this message which Jesus has been proclaiming throughout Luke. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who are hungry. Blessed are those who mourn. And he brings these he brings good news to those because those who are poor will have their fill someday and those who are hung or those who are hungry will have their fill those who are poor will receive those who mourn will laugh and conversely then Jesus turns his attention to the rich woe to you who are rich For you've already received your consolation. You've already lived in comfort. Woe to you who are full now. You've already gotten your fill of things. Woe to you who laugh now. 
at everyone. <laughs> because you will be mourning someday. And woe to you when people love you and think you're so great. Because uh, that's exactly what they uh, did not do to the prophets that were killed. Conversely, blessed are you when people hate you, exclude you, revile you. And you can imagine this is good news. Obviously, this is good news for some people and bad news for other people. <laughs> right? And it seems to be the case with the gospel. Sometimes it's good news for some people and bad news for other people. But such is the kingdom of God. And i got a few things to say about where Luke, where Jesus is going, particularly here in Luke with this story, in that, in that obviously... Uh, It sounds like the audience for this might be the poor people who need to hear a word of affirmation, but we're told right from the get-go that the audience is the disciples. It is those who have chosen to believe and are following Jesus Christ. And he's specifically speaking to the 12 disciples that were called just a couple of verses earlier. And Jesus, so Jesus is instructing believers in how the world, how the kingdom of God is going to work and how the world ought to work. And so this instruction is not to the, this word is not to the poor, it's not to the rich, it's to those of us who have been the inheritors of discipleship. Those of us who have chosen to follow Jesus and to learn from Jesus. And what Jesus seems to be saying is, here are, the, here are the poor, and my gospel message, my good news, is meant to lift them up. Here are the hungry, and my message is meant to lift them up. Here are the disenfranchised, and those who are left out. Here are the hated and reviled. Here are those who are mourning, and my message is meant to lift them out of that and put them on an even plane. And here are the rich and the, and the full and those who have, all the haves over here. And my message is to pull them down a little bit. Because quite frankly, in Jesus' world, and to some extent in our world today, you don't have rich people without exploiting poor people. If, if these folks are rich... Someone has to be poor. That's just the way the world worked. That's the way the domination system of the time worked. And to some extent, it works the same way today. I, don't get me started on that. But at any rate, uh, if you're going to have folks up here enjoying all the best things that life has to offer, there is always, conversely, someone over here experiencing the, the deficit of that. And in this message today, Jesus seems to be trying to even those things out. And it's something that uh, a, f- a friend of mine and scholar and uh, leadership guru, Eric Law, calls the gospel cycle. And it's a gospel cycle where, where Jesus lifts up the poor and sets them on a high place and brings down those who are up high and brings them down to a low place. And it's, it's an attempt to balance. And then, you know, as this group experiences this and this group experiences the heights, 
then there is a cycle that comes back and lifts them back up and, li- and brings back down those who experience high things. And it is, it is, the, it is the, the gospel, it is the message of the cross. We, we experience death to an old self and we die to that and we are lifted in resurrection. And we are lifted out of that death, out of that darkness, out of that uh, sorrow and gloom and into light, into a new day, into a new creation, into a new birth. And, it, and we experience this cycle. And then we are encouraged to take up our cross and carry our cross daily and to experience that again when when there are these inequities and in, and in small ways and in large ways we are in a constant struggle to balance these things out and so it runs in this gospel cycle life death resurrection life death resurrection and uh it it puts us all there and w- where am i going with this is what i want to say is that it we are empowered to be in the midst of this cycle, to be in the midst of either experiencing blessing or experiencing woe, either being lifted up out of our sorrow or being told, wait a minute, you, you need to give up some things. If our world is ever going to be even close to the kingdom of God, we've got to begin to evaluate from our own perspectives Am I, am I in a place of being lifted? Or am I, being, am I in a place where I'm challenged to take up my cross and give up and sacrifice some things? In the hope, not just of my own salvation or my own whatever, but in the hope of balancing out some of what's going on here. And where do we find ourselves in this cycle? Because you and I both know while we may not experience poverty, we may turn to Matthew and recognize that we experience a poverty of spirit at times. And in those moments, we need that blessing of being lifted up. And we may experience poverty, and in those times, we need that experience of being lifted out of that and find the hope that is in the good news of Jesus Christ. And there are times, and probably, probably most of us actually need to hear the woe part of the message today and listen to that because most of us probably we need to evaluate ourselves and ask, well, how am I taking up my cross? How am I living in a way that doesn't cost somebody else their full and abundant life? How am I being challenged to give up power, to give up space, to give up uh, time or whatever so that others may experience the good things that I experience. And I don't just mean materially, but I mean spiritually as well. I invite us all to find ourselves in this, in this cycle. Are we, are we receiving those good things and uh, experiencing and, and anticipating that uh, we need to take up our cross. Are we in the depths of despair and do we need to be lifted up? Are we somewhere in between? How is, uh, how is Jesus inviting us to be into this gospel cycle? 
I hear an invitation and a challenge for us to, uh, to engage in that self-evaluation and to look around and ask, where, where are we as a society and a culture? And, and how can I affect that? So that, like in Luke's time, uh, woe to the rich and those who have experienced an abundance and blessed are those who do not have as much as I do. Let us pray. Loving God, as we come to this, um, this story that Luke offers us on, in the mouth of Christ, as we hear Jesus' message of blessing to those who have spent most of their life not being blessed, and of woe to those who have experienced the best of what the world has to offer, we pray, God, that, um, that there would be balance. That we would indeed, as Jesus demonstrated in this story, an equity, an even plane that we can all stand on together. And help us to figure out what our part of that is. That we might live into and fulfill and live out the kingdom of God in our life and in the world around us. These things in the name of Christ. Amen.